one. Year two. Year day two. One. Day one. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Year two, day one. Shout out to all the people that yeah. have been on the train for the course of the past year and a half. Shout out to all the people that are, right, you're just starting right welcome the party just welcome. getting started yep. <laughs> here's a few late. tips to help you succeed yep one our goal is not to give a verse by verse commentary of the whole thing that mm. would just take mm. too long you're reading four chapters per day all right so yeah. the main thing is when you're reading that much scripture you gotta have a bird's eye view yeah all right so there is a, a sense in which you remember those like Magic eyes back in the day, or you may not. You're, nah. you're too young. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so it's this joint of the newspaper where it was like this, uh, this picture yeah. where it was like all these small little pictures, and there was a picture within that picture. Mm-hmm. So what you would have to do is hold it close to your nose, yeah, and then take it out and out and out, and your vision would be kind of blurred, mm. and you would see this like three D thing pop out of it. Yeah. So it was this sense where it's like you couldn't just look at the picture the way that you're used to trying to look at every other picture and look at all the intricacies and all that. There was a certain clarity that you got, right, when you blurred your vision and looked at the whole thing. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here, Mm -hmm. right? There's a clarity that you're going to get about the Bible when you blur your vision to some of the trees, right? So it's not just, why is this word here or why is that word there? It's, no, no, no. What's the story, right? Why is this chapter next Mm -hmm. to this one? So that's what we're trying to do. So one, as you read through, uh, it's helpful to think of it like you do a movie, right? When you're sitting in the movies, right? pay the money, get the popcorn, the drink, sitting up in there. And if you miss a part in the movies, you don't stop the theater and shout back out to the 16-year-old in the back, say, yo, can you rewind that? Yo, I yo, missed go back, it. Go <laughs> right. back, yo. Yeah. You keep on reading because you know that, or you keep watching. Yeah. Because as you watch, you know, all right, mm. I'm going to get the context for what I missed. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the most helpful way for you to engage yeah. with these first four chapters right just read it through one time try to get the big picture Mm. and then after you do that that's when you press play here yeah because in the eight minutes it's probably gonna be 10 minutes today yeah but in the eight minutes we're just gonna give you the high points things that stuck out so think of this more as Mm. uh you know this is more of a devotional podcast than seminary Mm. right Mm. yeah 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 um i i think about it like this like a lot of people grew up knowing the stories of the Bible, right, right, right. But they didn't know the story, right, of the yeah. Bible, right. Yeah. Like it's all of the stories are creating this one grand narrative, right. and that's what we just want to point out: this that's long it. grand narrative and how God acts in history for His people and culminates that work uh, in the personal work of Jesus. All right. And so Genesis one, Genesis chapter one, man. So big picture, right? Like you're going to see God; He's creating the world to establish His rule on earth by way of a covenantal kingdom not just over humanity right but through humanity right mm. right and so in the beginning 
Covenantal kingdom, what does that mean? You I, know, I, 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 ask you I, about I, that. I see you looking at me like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so God is, is, is establishing his rule, his rule and reign over the earth. That's the kingdom. Right. But he does it through a way, of, by way of covenant, right? That's the kind of relationship he establishes with his people, right? right? Which is a um, promissory, where he makes promises to them. Yeah. And he's bound by an oath to right. them. And the, the, the best way we could capture it, the best human relationship we have for it is marriage. Right. Right? Yeah. And so that's what God is trying to establish on earth. Yeah. And he wants to split, spread his glorious presence yeah. throughout the earth. And he's going to do it through people. Which is so dope or it's so helpful yeah. when you think about the way the Bible starts off. Yeah. With not just that God creates the world, yeah. but that God creates the world through words. Mm. So in chapter one, what you're going to see is this, right? Mm -hmm. So a God that wants to establish this relationship based on these promises, yep. what you're going to see is in the creation of the world. God says, let there be light. And there was light. Yeah. Let there be, right, the mm -hmm. sun and the moon. And there was that. When God speaks a word, yeah. God keeps his word. Yeah. So yeah. The, from the outset of the Bible, you're going to see that there is no um, mm -hmm. gap or dissonance between God's words and his actions. God is absolutely trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You can trust everything he says. Yeah. Every word that comes out of God's mouth that's written on the pages of this book, yeah. you can trust it. Yeah, absolutely. And God is unique. He is the one true God. He is the only God. He is unique among all the other false gods that we create. So right. in, in the ancient world, you know, there were always these creation stories of gods battling it out right. to see who would rule creation. Right. Like you said, very simple. God shows his power just by saying, yeah. by speaking yeah. and things coming into existence. Yep. And so uh, Genesis 1 is it's so much in it. Right. But the thing that you can kind of, you'll see as you read is this. Day one, day two, and day three, he's going to create these realms. Right. And day four, day five, and day six, he's going to create rulers for those right. realms. Right. So day one, he'll say, uh, let there be light. And there was light. And there, day three, he'll create, excuse me, in day four, he'll create um, the luminaries, right? So yeah. the, 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 the sun, sun and the moon. The sun and the moon, right? And then the same thing, day two. And then day, day three, he'll create uh, the land and all that kind of stuff. And he'll create man on day right. six, right? Yeah. To rule over the land. Right. And man is the crown jewel of his creation. Another right. thing that's different about this creation story is that man is made in the image of God. Right. Man is made to reflect God. He is a son, a child of God, right? right, And he is different from all the other creatures of the world. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, yo, it dope. Chapter yep. two comes in mm -hmm. and we see this other creation account. Yep. And it's just meant to give us, right, this, uh, this, uh, this counter picture or this complementary picture of who God is, mm -hmm. right? That God is transcendent, God's yeah. big and far off, yeah. chapter one, but God's also imminent yeah. and close, right? Yeah. God is powerful, one, right? Mm -hmm. God can speak and his words boom and the world is created in an instant, right. but this powerful God, hear this, is also patient. Mm -hmm. He can take his time, get his hands and knees in the dirt and form uh mankind right the intricacies the beauties all the yeah. curves and the shape and so yeah. we see that we don't have to choose when it comes to god right mm. it's not is god a king or is god a father the answer is no no yes right. god is 
get both of those things. And we see that picture in the first two chapters of the Bible. Yeah. And in chapter two, like you said, um, people were like, man, they, they seem different from chapter one. Right. But what God is doing, what the writer is doing is showing uh, this this Hebrew narrative technique of resumption and expansion. Right. So he's going to resume talking about day three and day six. Yeah. He's going to zoom in. Right. right. To show not that not just that he created man, but that he also commissions man. Right. Right. So he's going to give them com this commission: be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, subdue it, right. rule and, and and serve in the garden. Right. Yeah. Protect the garden as a priestly type figure because I'm dwelling with man. God right. is dwelling with man. I want you to do that. And I'm giving you this commission to fill the earth, to spread right. my glory throughout the earth. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm also going to tell you not to do something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's where we see things start to change, yeah. especially in Genesis 3, where he's like, don't eat from this tree. Right. He's going to test Adam yeah. and his wife. And Genesis 3, we know they fail. Right. Yeah. And what we see is this, right? Sin is not just uh, uh, about broken rules yeah it's about broken relationships right. we don't know this relationships are built on trust mm -hmm. and so what we have here is satan he comes in he doesn't just convince adam and eve that god is bad yeah what he does is he subtly he just makes them suspicious of god's goodness mm. and he knows that that's the only crack that he needs in the yeah vase that is their trust of god and what you have are these two people who should be relating to mm -hmm. remember the trustworthy God. God speaks a word. God keeps his word. Yeah. He shows it in creation. Mm -hmm. God gives them a restriction that's not mm -hmm. meant for their harm, but for their good and for their protection. Mm -hmm. And then sin comes in mm -hmm. when they doubt the word of God. Yeah, When they disbelieve the absolute trustworthy mm -hmm. word of God, broken relationship starts first yeah or broken trust starts first mm -hmm. and then the fact that they sin is really a sign of the broken relationship that they have with god and once again mm -hmm. we see god's patience yeah in that god doesn't strike them down right but god is going to start this story of reaffirming mm -hmm. right their trust in him mm -hmm. god speaks this word of hope Genesis 3.15, yeah. that one day the woman's going to bring this seed into the earth, right? And the rest of your Old Testament is built off of this promise. People are waiting for that mm. seed that's going to come into the earth yeah. and crush the head of the snake. Um, and Adam and Eve now take that word yeah. and they live based off of that word. That's what they're putting there hope in that God's actually going to be trustworthy to fulfill that promise. Yeah. And even um, thinking about, you know, God creates this perfect world and humans uh, mess up, right? right. They, they fall into temptation and sin. And, you know, it's so much in it, we can't even get to it. But like Adam and Eve, if you look at the text carefully in, in Genesis 3, he's never going to directly curse them. them. Right. right. He's going to curse the ground. He's going to directly curse Satan. Right. And he's going to promise, like you said, this seed of the woman. And the text will say, you will bruise his heel. Right. But in bruising his heel, he crushes your head. So what does that mean? Even yeah. in the first few chapters of the Bible, we see that the deliverer, the seed is going to come. Yeah. And he's not just going to crush his the head of the serpent. Right. But he'll do it by dying. Right. Right. Yeah. And, it's, and it sets up this victory through suffering that's going to come. Yeah. And we know that in the personal work of Jesus, yep. that is ultimately... Fulfilled. Yep. And in Satan's attempt to make God look like a villain, yeah. he's only been 
a character that is going to be useful in showing mm-hmm. aspects of the nature of God that have not been displayed up until now. Mm. So it's it's really the entry of doubt and sin and faith faithlessness yeah. that is going to be a backdrop to show God's love and forgiveness and mercy and patience. Mm-hmm. And Genesis 4 ends off this, right? <laughs> Chapter 1 starts off with God's word. God says, let there be. Yeah. Chapter 4 ends off with this. And people began to call on the name of the, the Lord. Lord yeah. That What we see is that you've got a group of people that are starting to use their voice mm-hmm. to call out to God, to ask for God to fulfill the promises that he made, right? And so in this first section of the Bible, we're reminded of a few things. One, God can't lie. Mm -hmm. Two, you can trust him, his every word. Mm -hmm. Three, sin can't satisfy, it doesn't work. Four, Satan can't win, Mm -hmm. he's never going to win. And what that means is that if you put your trust in the Lord, you can't lose. Amen. And it's that, right, that's our mantra as we head into this new year that we can trust every one of the words of God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah. Yeah. Father, we uh, ask that we would would trust you. Uh, We pray that this year as we work through your word, that we will be filled up with hope and trust in your word. Uh, And we ask that um, you would just help us to see the lies of the evil one. And we ask that you would keep us from him, knowing that our Savior has crushed his head. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.